Let's visit the 90s all over again. Put on those hammer pants. This is Dope Nostalgia. Welcome everybody to the 109th episode of Dope Nostalgia. And I'm Naomi, your host. And this is the episode about one of the greatest bands ever, the Go-Go's. Recently, Gina Shock, the drummer of the Go-Go's, took some time to join us on the show and introduced her brand new book that just came out called Made in Hollywood. It's a large memoir um, photo album, basically, because it's all photos that Gina took over the years, right from the beginning of the Go-Go's and some of the great adventures that those guys went on, all showcased in a book for you guys and with all the stories, lots of guest appearances in the book as well. And it just kind of goes over the history of the Go-Go's and where they are now. They were recently inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as of just a few months ago by uh, Drew Barrymore doing the induction. And uh, Gina's going to tell us all about the amazing time she's had and what's going on. But first, here is some dope nostalgia news. Hot off the presses. Adjust those rabbit ears. You got that antenna pulled up? It's time for some dope nostalgia news. (laughs) (laughs) After two and a half years of creating co-videos and recordings, our episode 50 guest, the amazing Alana Miles, has been working with producer Mike Borkowski reproducing, remixing, and mastering her newly owned album copyrights for her fourth 1997 songwriting album, A Rival, including a newly orchestrated version of her top 40 hit, Bad For You. Newly titled A Rived will be made available in 2022 from all online digital stores. And more uh, is going to come on that. We don't have all the information yet. But for those big Alana Miles fans, she's doing something great right now. So more to come. Oh, yeah. Over the past year, a bunch of new kids on the block, content creators and myself got together to start a group called NKOTB Block Action, where we're going to be doing these crazy fun Zoom events for all the blockheads out there. We've done two already, and they've been such a good time. There's going to be a third one coming up. So mark your calendars if you're a new kids fan for February 26th. It's a Saturday afternoon, and the time will be coming out soon. All the details that you need to know. And this week's, or this time when we do it, our host will be the Twitter page called NKOTB Polls. They're going to be making an amazing time for all of you guys. So check it out. Wikipedia Moments. Please bear in mind that Wikipedia is not to be taken as actual 100% fact. Any donkey could edit it at any time. If I'm reading you the artist's bio, that stuff is real truth. The Go-Go's are an American rock band formed in Los Angeles, California in 1978. Except for short periods when other musicians joined briefly, the band has had a relatively stable lineup consisting of Charlotte Caffey on lead guitar and keyboards, Belinda Carlisle on lead vocals, Gina Schock on drums, Kathy Valentine on bass guitar, and Jane Weedlin on rhythm guitar. Credited as simply Go-Go's on all of their U.S. releases, the quintet rose to fame during the early 1980s. In 1982, the band topped the Billboard album chart. 
a still unequaled first for an all-female band writing their own material and playing their own instruments. They are widely considered the most successful all-female rock band of all time. The band's 1981 debut album, Beauty and the Beat, is considered one of the cornerstone albums of U.S. New Wave, having broken barriers and paved the way for a host of other new American acts. Released in July 1981, the album entered Billboard's top LPs and tape chart in the issue dated August 1st, 1981. The album yielded two of the Go-Go's three biggest Hot 100 hits. That was Our Lips Are Sealed and We Got the Beats. The album stayed at the top for six consecutive weeks, eventually selling more than two million copies, making it one of the most successful debut albums of all time. The group was nominated for the Best New Artist Award at the 24th Annual Grammy Awards. The band also reached the top 40 of the Hot 100 with Vacation in 1982 and the 1984 hits Head Over Heels and Turn To You. The Go-Go's have sold more than 7 million records worldwide. Now, the Go-Go's broke up in 1985, but reconvened several times through the 90s and beyond, recording new material and touring. They received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 2011. Though the band's 2016 performances were billed as a farewell tour, the band remains active on an ad hoc basis. Head Over Heels, a musical featuring the songs of the Go-Go's, ran on Broadway at the Hudson Theater in 2018 to 2019. And just this last year, the band was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Let's welcome the drummer from the Go-Go's, the original, Gina Shock. I'm so happy you're here. I can't even believe it. So yeah, tell me about your hand. What happened there? Oh, um, well, I started to rehearse a little over a month ago to do some shows with the Go-Go's and um, I sat down to play and my right thumb, when I tried to pick up the stick and play, my thumb kept sliding off the stick. Yeah. I had no control of it. And so I freaked out, called up our manager, and I said, you know, you got to get me into a hand specialist immediately. And they did and uh, found out that the ligament um, in my, the ligament in the inner inside part of my thumb right here mm -hmm. was just shot. It was just a, or nothing left of it. So they, uh, anyway, I had to have surgery. I got it done about two weeks ago and they, they fixed the ligament and they put in some sort of an artificial piece in there to brace it, you know? Oh. And, um, and then I have to wear this for uh, five weeks. Well, that'll be the beginning of February. It'll be done. And, and that's it. And then I'm going to try to start playing and I'm starting hand, hand therapy today. Actually, I have an appointment at, uh, yeah, I have an appointment today. Oh, wow. Hey, and I want to congratulate you on the induction into the Rock Hall of Fame, of course. Um, wow. I yeah. I understand that you're the second female drummer who's ever been inducted. Is that true? Yeah, that was the sorry-ass news that I heard. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm only the second woman to ever be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Drummer. It was mm -hmm. first one was uh, Maureen Mo Tucker from the mm -hmm. Velvet Underground. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know... I, it was shocking to me. I don't think about these things until it's brought up. And then I'm like, are you kidding? Mm. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's 2022. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it was 2021, but whatever. Wow. It's uh, shocking. And I'm sure you have a lot of peers that um, are drummers as well that you feel should probably be inducted at this point. Oh, sure. There's a, you know what? 
um, you know, after we got inducted, we were all talking and saying, you know, we're going to sit down, and we're going to make a list of who we want to push uh, to be inducted, you know, right off the bat, I thought of Susie Quattro. Yeah. We, all did. we thought of the B-52s. There's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people that should be inducted into Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. A lot of women. And we're going to really, it's going to be part of our agenda there. We're going to push that. Did you ladies approach Drew Barrymore to be the one to induct you? Um, I guess management may have talked to her people. I don't know. Mm-hmm exactly how that went down but when we we had a list of a lot of people we drew was one of the names we chose because i felt or we all felt that it would be so appropriate if she inducted us because drew has actually been a fan of this band since she's been a little kid mm-hmm. so that made complete sense this wasn't you know anybody that just you know that they just out of the blue thought should induct us it was like this made complete sense i was so happy to hear that she was available because, you know, it's according to people's availability a lot of the time and mm-hmm. all the time, should I say. And so, you know, it was, we were all so excited. And then that whole little routine she did, um, you know, before we came up and accepted the award was just so brilliant. So oh, brilliant. It was, it was such a moment and that she was yeah, adorable. Couldn't have been better, right? Couldn't have been better. <laughs> she's great, man. She's, she's, I just, I was saying, I remember so many times walking off stage and Drew would be standing there with her mother when she was a little kid. Wow. And she's, she's been a fan ever since as an adult. Laws. You know, and afterwards we talked to her, you know, spent a bit, a bit of time chatting. And she was like, you know, you guys had no idea how much you have been a part of my life and how you helped me through some very difficult times in my life. Oh. And we were just, wow, thanks, Drew. That's really. And then I, and then I realized at that point that, I hear a lot of times, you know, I'll get fan mail or people walk to me. You don't know how you've helped me in my life. And I never really think about that much. But when she said it, for some reason, it sunk in and then it made everything else sink in in a, in a big way. Like mm-hmm. people don't just maybe say that to meet you or to have something to talk about. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of real a lot of the times. It, it just seems oh. so hard to believe that you think that you had that much of an impact on someone's life that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so, but I thought, wow, that's just that's really cool. And I'm so glad that, you know, we have been able to be a part of your life and help out in any way that we could. Cause you know, I don't know, it's a crazy thing, but happy it's to true, be here. Truly, truly heartfelt. And the thing is, yeah, like you said, sometimes you probably hear the same thing a lot and it might not have the same impact as it did the first few times you heard it. Sure. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, but I'm just saying it. Yeah. It, it, it was real. It sunk in and I, and it really yeah. did make me think about all the times I've heard that and that it's, that they were, that was probably true, you know? Oh, well, it's so sweet. The ceremony took place. When was that? Was that still when COVID oh, was, was a thing? October. Yeah, it was in the, it was, uh, no, it was when it was sort of a lull. Uh, mm. It was October, the end of October. Uh, when the ceremony took place. And, and we was all- the- we all flew to Cleveland. Yeah. And um, uh, uh, we, we had plenty to do. I did a book signing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Kathy and I, myself and Belinda, we all did a book signing there. Awesome. And that was very cool. And uh, met a lot of people, did the whole routine. I mean, it was really something to be like meeting Paul McCartney and, mm. you know, uh, hanging out with Questlove and 
the Foo Fighters, who we adore. Mm. Um, they had a party afterwards. We all went to it and played. It was, it, it was, it was one for the books, baby. One for the books. What a great experience. Oh my God. Uh, it really is something to be up on that stage and to have all your peers out there going, yeah, man, it's your time. You deserve this. We love what you do. And then to have all the fans, the whole place was sold out, you know, it was, it was a, a mighty feeling. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, it was neat. Really neat. Now I'm coming to you from Canada. I'm up yeah. in Western Canada. Yes. What is the Go-Go's relationship like with Canada? How, how much have you had a chance Canada. to be up, our, our to be up here? Platinum, our gold and platinum records were in Canada. Canada is tops in our book. Excellent. You bet. When was the last time you were here? It's probably been a little bit. It's been a while. I don't know. But I think the last time I was there, we were in Toronto. We were on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. Toronto, I believe. It's Toronto. Toronto, the capital of Canada, basically. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> but um, but I, I, remember, there. I remember back when the Planet Hollywood restaurants were everywhere. Oh, my and, gosh. Yeah. And I remember going in there and we got the beat was the main song that would play in the restaurant. <laughs> Drive you to nuts and go crazy. Do you remember that? The, oh, that God. was a thing? I don't know. Whenever I would go somewhere and hear one of our songs, I would sort of tune it out because I'd get like embarrassed. How goofy is that? I get really embarrassed. Like, <laughs> when in fact I should be going, well, that's great. <laughs> but um, it, yeah, it's it, cool. I'm always happy mm -hmm. when any of our songs get played anywhere because it's a wonderful tribute to this band and our longevity. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great thing being in the Go-Go's. <laughs> Fantastic. And last year's Showtime documentary, it was a huge buzz with the fans and the critics. And what were some of the highlights of that documentary for you? Oh, Jesus. Well, the whole thing, the fact that it was made was major uh, in, in our, in our lives. Uh, and, and Alison Elwood, the director really captured this band in the way that we, had hoped she would. We were very, very happy with the outcome. The editing was brilliant. She's brilliant. She's what a smart woman. We all have the same politics. We just, we adore her. Allison did a great job. And, uh, you know, she's done some other work that is really phenomenal as well. Um, you know, the Eagles documentary, she did American Jihad. She's done a lot of stuff. Uh, mm. Laurel Canyon uh, documentary. She's really great. Um, but the whole, I'd have to say the whole thing was like, big yeah. uh, there wasn't any one particular moment uh because i i feel like the the whole documentary the whole documentary really showed us in a way that we we had wanted it to so um there's not one particular moment that that sticks out it's like oh you know it was all great everything so, so our listeners who haven't seen it yet you've got to make sure you get on that <laughs> oh my God, you guys, it is so good it really tells the tale of this band as does my book. So, mm. you know, if you haven't got my book, you need to get that as well, because I'll tell you, it's, it's a good one. Yes. I'm excited to talk about the book now. now I'm, people so talk proud of it. I'm so proud of that. I didn't know I could do that. And I did. Oh, I absolutely adored it. I love the stories. I learned so much about all the fun adventures you had. And so the book is called made in Hollywood. Um, I guess it could be described as a memoir, a photo album. and well, a You know what? Here's the funny thing is that I, I, uh, when I started that book, it was going to be just a book of, of my, all my photographs that I had collected over the last over 40 years. 
Yeah. And the band was like prodding me. They're like, Gina, you really need to go put, we need to get out a photo book. Nobody's ever done this. These are all my private photos that have been in my possession. All the ephemera in there is all mine. Everything in that book is mine. And I was like, you know, mm. I, I put that together as, as a love letter to our fans, basically. And as it turned out, you know, then the, the company came back to me and said, you know, the, the publishing company, you feel, would you want to write too? And I was like, I don't know if I can. But then the fellow that I was working on the book with me, Steve was like, Gina, you can write about this. And we tried to do it. And it was like, whoa, it just came. The, the floodgates opened and the stories were pouring out of me. Because when you look at a photograph, you can remember everything that was going on during that period of time, during that moment when the photograph was took. And that that was it was easy to write. And I had, mm. like I say, initially I had no intention of writing anything. It was going to be any text except, you know, description of the photos, but no stories. Then it turned out to be a hell of a lot more than I had initially signed on for. But wow, am I happy the way it turned out? You know, I mean, yes. every word in there is mine. It's my voice. And um, and I love it. It's very well, very well crafted. And like with the stories you're telling, it makes the fans feel like they're along for the ride, which is just fantastic. Good, good. That's what I want. I want mm. I want everybody to have yet another, some more insight into this band. And from, from an insider, from the drummer of the Go-Go's, I'm showing you my perspective on this band and my photos. And I, you know, I, I, I love that I can share that with everyone. Mm -hmm. When you started originally taking these photos and documenting through photography, did you know that this would be some kind of a project that you could possibly do down the road? Or was it just... No. This no. is fun and I love photography. You know what? I've, I've always loved photography. Um, I've always been into taking photographs. I, it, well, you can't see, but I have tons of stuff I need to put up on the walls. I, I buy a lot of art. I buy a lot of, of photography. Um, mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, it's been a passion of mine forever and ever. Um, but I really had no idea that I'd be putting a book together one day. It was just something that I really enjoyed. And I always had a camera with me. So I would be always, and this is before cell phones. So I'm just, mm. you know, you got to think about it. I'm, I've got, I'm carrying my camera with me everywhere I go and I'm just clicking away all the time. Um, and, you know, the girls in the bin, it's like, you get so comfortable with it that you don't even think about it. And I'm actually photographing a lot of what's going on. So, you know, you, you get a real inside look at things. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I love, I love that about this book. You got a lot of great guests in there that also share some of the stories. Oh with my God. And there's so many more. That's just, it was uh -huh. so hard to figure out who to put in this book because there's, I have tons more stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Paul Rubin story. I really like. Oh God. He's a blast. Paul's a great guy. Another super smart fellow. Um, and you know, everybody that I asked to participate in the book were like, yes, of course. You know, I didn't have anybody was like, oh, no, nah, I don't think so. Everybody wanted to be a part of it. So that made me feel really good as well. Um, and Paul's story is really funny. And I, of course, I remember that because we had three shows we were doing at the Greek Theater. And um, Paul was just starting to happen. Like nobody really knew who he was at that point, but he was starting to make a little, gain a little ground in L.A. And, uh, you know, of course, we thought he was brilliant. We loved his Pee Wee character. And when um um, and like when he came out on stage, I don't think people really did know what to make of him. We thought he was brilliant. And he, I guess, was freaking out because, you know, he walks out there, starts doing his routine and he sort of people are looking at him like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> uh, but he handled it really well. 
as mm-hmm. as he typically would because he's a smart guy and he knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And look where it took him. Like I know he's a classic. Wow. He's a classic. Of course he is. Of course he is. I like the shot of your notes about the what the bars were offering for a gig on page 15 of the book, especially the one that was like only paying 300 bucks plus 60% of the door. Oh yeah, I wrote that down. That was when I was playing uh, in Edie's band. In yeah. Edie and the Eggs, Edith, for Edith Massey from John Waters films. Yeah. That's what that's from. Um, and I, I, uh, I would, um, you know, I just wrote everything down. You know what? I write everything down and I keep everything. It's terrible. I'm not a hoarder. My place is nice and clean, but, but um, you know, like daily planners, I, I've had daily planners since 1978 and I have every one of those goddamn books. I miss those. Honestly, there is something so satisfying about writing in them. I have every one of them. I just got my, uh, my new uh, 2022 that I'm writing in. And I, I just, it's, it's a, a habit should mm-hmm. I say that I will continue feeding to the day I die. I just, it's just, I don't like, yeah. I don't like looking at my phone for my schedule. I like something tactile. I want to put my hands on it. And I want to be able to flip the pages. I, you know, I just mm-hmm. something about that, that I love. There's a, what, what I got out of that picture too, is how unfortunate, how commonplace it was to get paid this poorly as a musician. <laughs> and it's not gotten better. If anything, um, it's probably gotten worse. Well, I just remember like in the nineties hearing that you actually had to pay to play at a, at a club. You had to pay you them. Have to do that now. Mm-hmm. Do they still? Oh yeah. I, I've been in a, was in a rock band for the last 10 years where yeah. we had to rent the room to play it. So you had to fill it and you would make your own money off ticket sales after the room was paid for. Oh, that sucks, man. Not easy to do. Well, Jesus. That's (laughs) a lot of goddamn nerve. You're there to like play music for people to feel good, do something good for the people, for people on the planet. And they're Mm -hmm. trying to suck every last dime out of you. Come on. Mm -hmm. Ah, That's horrible. That's horrible. I know. It's like they're trying to make you feel it's a privilege to be there. (laughs) Oh my God. It's all ass backwards. You know, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, back then we didn't get paid a lot, but, uh, you know, uh, I just remember like the day that our manager, Ginger, we, we were playing regularly and making like good money and we were actually able to stop working our day jobs. That was a big moment, you know, mm-hmm. where we could just survive off the money that the band, the income from the, from the band every month. What a feeling. Oh my God. It was, it was fantastic. It was like, wow, we're a real band and we are living off of what we're making. We don't have to have jobs anymore. Mm-hmm. But this is our job. This is our main source of money. Ah, wonderful.
What's the most interesting thing you've seen on the internet this week? Is it a fact? If you are going to the space station as an astronaut in 2020, or even for the last, you know, almost decade, you have had to learn Russian before you go. An article. My question when I saw this was, how is it even possible that she had hair follicles in her gums? That's not where they're supposed to be. Or something else. What was yeah. the one after murder hornets? Was it like arson sharks? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> right. That's what we talk about on Three Interesting Things, a weekly podcast where we cover the three most interesting things on the internet this week as chosen and submitted by listeners. I'm Don Grant. You've probably heard my voice on commercials telling you to buy something, but every week on Three Interesting Things, I'm joined by different guest hosts from around the world to chat about interesting facts and stories in the fields of science, pop culture, history, or whatever else is sent our way. So have a listen. We're on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you've got something you want us to talk about on the show, hit us up. On Twitter at 3interesting, that's the number 3interesting. On Instagram at 3interestingthings. Or email us at 3interestingthings at gmail.com. Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind the scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Introducing new Fruitomic Punch Gushers with a taste that's going to drive you fruity. It's very, very different. And totally appealing. It's new Fruitomic Punch Gushers, the fruit snack bursting with juicy fruit punch in the middle. So fruity, they'll really turn your head. Whoa, I'll say. New Fruitomic Punch Gushers, the blast of fruit punch is going to drive you totally fruity. Man, I got to split. That was a note I'd made here. It was like, I remember what a point in your success did you get your own road crew and your own tech, your drum tech, when you didn't have to haul gear anymore? Because being the drummer, Oh, you had the hardest it. amount to haul. Get it, yeah. <laughs> um, Christ, I don't remember the exact moment, but I think we always had someone helping us out because mm. we couldn't carry all those amps and all those drums. No, we had to have somebody to help us. We yeah. did, even early on. We had, a, I think, I remember the one girl, we had a girl crew, Lydia and Connie. They, they were our road crew, Lydia and Connie. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Guitars and drums and mics and whatever had to be hauled, they were doing it. That's and we wicked. Even, we even brought them to England the first time we went over when we opened for Madness and the Specials. We brought them, mm -hmm. and uh, they they were they were uh, our roadies taking care of our gear. Do you still talk to them? Get to. I don't know what happened to either one of them. I I, oh. uh, I lost contact with them in the early eighties. You know. Yeah. I hope they're fine. Yeah. I loved seeing your Grammy nomination letter in the book as well. Cause like I, and reading about how you got all caught up, got all up and left the ceremony when Gina Easton was awarded best new artist. 
Yeah, we felt like that was a real slap in the face. It was like, how dare you? You know we're the best new artist. You know what? <laughs> you know, give me a break. <laughs> it was like everybody was shocked about that one. And we were like, to hell with this. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's when I started thinking, boy, this is all set up. I don't know if I trust these award ceremonies anymore because uh, that, that, that was so wrong. Like, who are these people <laughs> making these choices, yeah. right? Yeah. They're out of touch or somebody's paying somebody. <laughs> um, what was your favorite music video to make over the years? Oh, uh, I loved making um, Head Over Heels. Hmm. was that the one with mary lambert yeah and in the, in the uh, uh or wait wait or was it turned to you what the hell video was it where we filmed it at the uh in that mansion the doheny mansion hmm. ah no it was turned to you and mary lambert directed it and we were dressed like in drag we, we were played we played ourselves as ourselves and then as men or young boys. It was, it's great. Turn to you. See that video. It's fabulous. I'll share it on our YouTube channel yeah. too. Mary, Mary Lambert directed that. And she um, also, she also directed my first video for House of Shock when I had my solo record. Um, yeah. She's, she's, she's a, like a big director. Real. She did the Pet Cemetery movies. She's done a lot. Um, and <clears throat> we filmed it at the Doheny Mansion, as I said, and Rob Lowe is in it. He plays the love interest. It's really good. It's a good one. Good. Yes. I'm definitely putting that up on our YouTube channel, on our, yeah, on our playlist. Cracked and great. Yeah, it is. What deep cut album track have you recorded that you wish had been a single? Well, that isn't like a real recording. I was thinking of this one song, Fun With Ropes, that I love, that we love to play live. But it's the only recording is like off a cassette on that Return to the Valley of the Go-Go's. Uh, mm. record that double cassette with um it has a it, we put a lot of um rehearsal tapes on that record and i think fun with ropes is on that i love that song it's just a blast to play but as far as like the like the real records the real the new recording newer recordings um geez i don't know uh yeah it's a stumper Sometimes. Oh my God, but there's, there's just a lot to choose from, babe. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I'd have to say a song that I wrote called Beautiful off of Return to the Valley of the Go-Go's. Yes. Yeah, that song would be fun to do a video from um, because I, that, the, the inspiration for that song was a John Waters film, uh, was, was uh, um, Pink Flamingos. Yeah, there's a scene in there that I wrote Sweet. that about.
did you get involved with using the internet in its early stages in the 90s no. when it came out? No, Is I hate it. Were you like, I really still like, hate no. it. I hate it and I still hate it. I hate that I have to use it, but I do. It's like a drug. It's terrible. <laughs> it's, yes, it, social media being the worst drug, right? Because Yeah, I mean, you have to do it. You don't really don't have much of a choice not to be involved. Um, I was the last one in the band. Even they were like, Gina, you've got to get a computer and you've got to get online. You know what? Because you're being left out of all these conversations and this is bullshit. So get on it. So <laughs> I, had I had to get a computer because the girls were going to kill me. <laughs> yeah no eventually it's, it's something that people have to cave to but the, yeah. they just have to not let it take over really um, unfortunately come on you know it does take over right mm -hmm. kind of in a way it's it's kind of like you know having a dog and you know but the dog's really the boss in the house <laughs> it's a goddamn <laughs> dog but that dog is running my life <laughs> you know? yep it's not supposed to go that way but it just works out that way what was one of your most memorable performances over the years? Oh, geez. That stands out well, to you. There's a million of them, but I have to say, yeah. uh, playing at Madison Square Garden was a biggie for me because my yeah. parents were right on the side of the stage. Uh, opening for the Rolling Stones at the in Rockford, Illinois. That was a big yeah. one. Uh, playing the Hollywood Bowl for the first time was a major thing. Mm -hmm. And another big one was playing in Columbia, Maryland at Meriwether Post Pavilion because 11 years before we played on that stage, I had seen my first concert ever at Meriwether Post Pavilion and that was Led Zeppelin opening for The Who. And That's 11 cool. or 12 years later, I was playing on that very stage. That was cool. That's a moment. Yeah, that it was a huge cool. thing. Mm -hmm. Have you ever considered starting your own podcast? Too much work. <laughs> oh god it's got to be a lot of work right it is but it's work i enjoy so it doesn't feel like ah, work. there you go if you, if you love doing it yeah then it's not work it's just it's just part of something that you enjoy mm -hmm. and that's as it should be i mean for, for i mean we are lucky enough to be doing something that we love to do and mm -hmm. you can make money at it and that's really great it's a great thing to call a job <laughs> you know? It truly is. It truly yeah. is. It's just fun. Yeah. It's it's something I have a passion for. So that's what oh, really matters wow. in everything you do. You get to do this then. Yeah. Um, what are some causes that you support that you want people to know about? Yeah, I, uh, always dogs. Yes. Always dogs, and and uh, everybody in this band are you know animal advocates, and also for our, the environment. Uh, mm. How can you help? but not be involved in trying awesome. to help help this planet survive with all the horrible things we're doing to it. We don't take care of the animals as much as we should. That's oh, definitely a God, huge problem. Are you kidding me? Uh, uh, yeah, boy, do I know that every dog I have, everybody in this band has dogs. They're all rescues. Hmm. We always um, have a dog charity that we're giving to just about every show that we do. Hmm. It's very important on our list, um, but we love our critters. And, you know, Jane's got a little farm, like where she moved to Hawaii about a year ago, and she's got all kind of critters, goats. And it, it, I mean, she's got a, it's a great little I mean, it's not really a farm, but it kind of is becoming that <laughs> she's oh. she has all kind of critters there. Are you ladies located all over the all over North yeah, America, basically? Jane's, the, Jane's on the big island in Hawaii. I'm in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Kathy's in Austin. Belinda's in Mexico City and uh, Charlotte is in uh, L.A. 
Wow. But LA is the, is the, uh, is the, the hub. LA is the, LA is the place where we all go to rehearse. It's where our management is, our agents, everything's sort of there. Based That's there. where we when we have to do work. And speaking of which there's some concert dates. Did you do some, in, uh, do you still have well, concert dates to look forward to? What happened was there were shows set up for December and then up until the 3rd of January. Mm -hmm. And um, the COVID thing happened and people got sick and we had to postpone that. Um, And then we were going to set it up again. I think in February we had to postpone that. Well, we didn't even send out the dates, but it was like COVID was going to peak at the beginning of February. So we had, we're just looking right now, maybe March or April, um, okay. fulfilling those, those, uh, those dates. Um, and I, that's why I'm, I need to, I'm getting on this ASAP and I'm going to try to start playing as soon as I can Yeah. because I want to do those shows. But if I can't, um, we have Clem Burke from Blondie signed on to do the shows, So we're in good hands either way. But we're doing uh we're doing a, we're doing the whole month of June will be in the UK uh uh opening for Billy Idol. So that'll oh, be wonderful. Fun. Yeah. Be fun. Mm-hmm. And I think and I'm hoping with this Omicron thing that uh, you know, uh, we'll have a better summer, you know? I think we will. God, I hope so. This yeah. this every, everybody needs a break with this, really. Mm, it's everyone. Uh, it's been hard for everybody to go through this, no doubt, you know. Um we all need a break here. Uh, hmm. Everybody's got to do the right thing, though. You should, God darn it, be wearing a mask and, <laughs> yes. you know, get your shots and do, I don't know, just do the right thing so we can all be, be better at the same time. Yeah, it takes all of us to fix this. That's for sure. But it no, really I'm happy. Does. I'm happy about June. That's good. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, our UK yeah, listeners so can check it out. Lily Idol with special guests, the Go-Go. So that'll be fun. And we're, we're playing all around there. I'm, I'm so excited to do that. We all are. We love Billy. Now you can take this time to concentrate on your healing and getting it all ready to go again. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping and praying that I'm going to be able to do this. I'll see what the guy has to say today and how often I have to go. I don't even know. I'll find all that out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, gosh, I really would like to do these shows, but we'll see. I, I I don't want to promise to every, you know, I'm just saying during yeah. that, I don't want to promise. I don't really know. Everything's up in the air all the yeah, time. I mean, in my heart, I'm dying. I'm dying to every fiber of my being wants to be playing drums and play with my band and do these shows. Yes. <laughs> but one thing people can look forward to is they can get their hands on your new book. And that's really oh. exciting. So I'm going to make sure I share some links where people can purchase it. Oh God, and, uh, thank you, sweetheart. Cause you yes. know what? Like I said, I'm really proud of that book. Something I As never thought be. I could get together, and I did. And you know, the Go Go's have a, a a project that we're working on right now that we're hoping will come to fruition this year. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that I have uh, a couple projects that I've been working on that I'm hoping are going to also happen this year. So we're you know we're busy working on stuff behind the scenes, um, and also trying to do shows. So the Go Go's yeah. is up. We're up and running, and we're just staying busy and uh in a very grateful mode uh to the planet to the to the animals to our fans to everybody it's been really great a wonderful ride and the the recognition of the rock and roll hall of fame has been a wonderful thing it's all been really good really good i'm so happy for you i think it's fantastic 
Thank you. And, and it's been a true honor to be able to chat with you today. I thank you for taking the time. Sure. So. Anytime, honey. I appreciate your time. And I'm glad you love what you do. How nice. I do. <laughs> all right. We'll get that book out there and uh, we'll tell people all about it. So uh, thank Thanks, you again. Sweetheart. We'll for talk today. again. I'd okay. love that. Be safe. We'll catch up. Okay. Have a good one. Bye, Naomi. Bye. That Tamagotchi and listen for a second. You know, you can follow us on Twitter at Nostalgia Dope, Instagram at Dope underscore Nostalgia. Visit our website at www.dopenostalgia.com or pick up the phone and call us at 780-851-8785. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.